horrible at remembering what episode we're on because uh, it's just kind of when we, hey, Liz, we should talk about going stuff on. So I have no idea what episode this is. But as we sit here, the parks are, are full reopened. Uh, every park is, is full reopened, but we wanted to talk Disney because this is the Disney culture. Wanted to start with Michael, who went, uh, who went to Disneyland. I think he's the only one who's gone, uh, so far. I, every week, it never fails. Every week, someone asks me, when are you going to go to the park? And my answer is, I'm not. You're not? No. Why? Number, I don't want to pay all that money right now knowing that something is in the pipeline to replace the AP program, some kind of membership thing. I'd, uh, ra- uh, I'd rather spend my money on that. And at this point, I just actually, it was Michael, I was talking to him the other day. I said, now I'm just avoiding the heat. Like, I'm not going to pay that big bucks so I can spend all day in 100 degree weather, you know, trying to do whatever. It was fine when I could go for a few hours, but if I'm going to pay for the entire day, I'm going to be there all day, much like Michael kind of was when he went. So, no matter, Michael, you did go prior to opening. When you went, what was capacity at? About 35%? It just went to 35%, and I was monitoring that because I kind of figured when I, you know, to see the capacity when they're talking about maybe two weeks, and they were saying, oh, May 19th, May 19th, and I was like... Shit, I go the next day. <laughs> but to be honest, it really wasn't that bad. It it was the only part that was busy was like, you know, Splash Mountain. It was more busy than it was normally because it was just super hot that day. It was really hot. But beyond that, uh, it felt like a summer of 2019. It really did. I mean, it's just that the fact that majority of everybody was outside. And if you weren't prepared, your head was frying like an egg. <laughs> it was that bad. Yeah, you happened to go that week. It was like a, a heat wave that week, huh? Yeah, it was pretty bad. And, and that's when I seen reports the day before. The, the first day that it went to 35%, uh, everybody was like just dying out there, you know, especially how it was hard to even get water, free water. Because you still had to wait, you know, everybody else that was had their mobile order was just right on there. Like, no, you know, you got to wait in line or, or stuff like that. And so I was lucky enough to go on Splash Mountain twice and get super wet. So I was great. <laughs> hey, how wet did you get? You know what? I'm not going to lie. There's a lot of improvements and a lot of rides. And there's... As soon as you do the little bees with the drop right there, mm-hmm. you get really wet. Plus, they have water shooting at you at the same time, which the, it really wasn't as bad. But this time, it really shoots you in the face. So I came out of there pretty drenched, and I was at the second to the last seat. You don't really get wet that bad out there, but no. I was I was water wasted, and that was that was one thing that for me going you know going on a lot of rides like. Pirates of the Caribbean shocked me because there were things that didn't work properly that really worked. And I can honestly say you actually get wet on Pirates of the Caribbean. And I'm not talking about the drops anymore. And the battle scene, those cannon water blasts are high. And I'm not talking about really high to the point where I was going chilling. You know, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't paying attention much, just looking at the lights and I'm all just chilling. And all of a sudden, boom, right next to us. And everybody got wet. And I was like, what the hell did that come from? Because I was just dazed and confused. 
And then sure enough, another cannon goes boom. And I'm like, what the hell? And I'm looking at the far end, you know, kind of like where the fighting with the projectors are. And that one to the far back where you can see the cast members walk by, that one is the highest one. Looks like it pretty much gets near to the ceiling. Uh, a lot of lights are so bright. A lot of things are moving. Like, everything is faster. Indiana Jones, I thought, was really fast. Hold on, before you go to Indi- the- before Indiana Jones, was the donkey there? Yeah. <laughs> the donkey. I'm telling you, everything, everywhere. Mr. Toes was really fast. Like, really fast. Those turns were hitting. And I was like, everything must have been super lubed up and ready to go. Like, I had no issues. Yeah, Utopia is still slow. You know, you're just cruising. Um, well, still gasoline. <laughs> yeah, still gasoline, unfortunately. But it was funny because, you know, this one guy in front of me was like, I miss these fumes. And I was like, you're going <laughs> right. to get dizzy by the time you come back. <laughs> that rolled down your window on the 91 going home. <laughs> yeah, don't get it. But no, I mean, for a person that goes a lot, you like we do, and you know, I ride a lot of rides. I was really shocked at the, the care that they did and the improvements they've done. Snow White hit it out of the park, man. I'm not gonna lie. I I was more paying attention to one side, and I thought I was gonna come back so I could see more of the other side because the ride did go. Uh, I mean, all those rides in Fantasyland did go pretty fast. They were moved and. Kudos to what they did. I, from going to that to going to Pinocchio, oh man, that's an embarrassment. So I really <laughs> hope they go for in, you know, Pinocchio. I really hope that they, I don't, I hope they don't mess with Mr. Toad. Just spruce it up, light it up, you know, light that carnival scene up. Give the devil hell because, um, you couldn't see the little devils back bouncing up and down. That was the only issue. Everything was working smooth. I had no issues. I, it did get a little busy by 2 o'clock, you know, uh, especially with the Pirates line. It got so bad. Um, I was in uh, Galaxy's Edge when my lady was uh, waiting for some food. And by the time she left, she was by uh, um, Sage Door. By the time she left, the beginning of the line for Pirates was right by the Mark Twain entrance. It was that wrapped around and that long. And it was just hard for people to walk that are sitting next to the river eating and to try to, like, say, like, with, uh, people are trying to leave and you have everybody waiting, you know, try to snag the table. Plus, you have that line right in the middle down the river. So it was very difficult for people walking by just to try to get the tables at the same time. Now, like, I just do want to say that this is still in the time when lines were distanced, right? Yes. So, yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I can tell you, um, from update from, um, I had a friend, uh, that went yesterday and pretty much, uh, the improvements of the food was faster, especially in Avengers Campus of the kitchens. Um, he had no issues getting the food. Um, didn't really, you know, the boarding pass is still hard to get, you know, right. yeah. it was just ridiculous. Yeah. Even he, you know, I gave him all the tips and everything. He still couldn't pull it off. So that's ridiculous. But he said the majority of the rides in DCA's land were less than 20, 25. Everything was food. And he was like glad because he seen the reports. His son was watching a lot of YouTube, watching the videos of all the food. And he was like, oh man, you know, and I told him, no, all this is open. 
So anything you went to was just a smooth, like maybe like five, ten, fifteen minute wait, if that. So and what, that was it. What was your uh, experience with food? Because I know that's uh, everybody I I hear when when it was at a uh, limited capacity was talking about how short the ride times actually were, but everybody complained about the food. So what, what was um, your what was your experience with the food? Okay, so the only thing that was easy to get was Plaza Inn because you had have standby. And you had a mobile order. There was sitting available. There was no issue. You had an option, which really people didn't know that if you want to sit in, but the whole center of the, of both sides were gone. It was just the outside seating pretty much. And that was it. You had one server to take care of each side. And that was pretty much it. If I wanted anything else and I didn't, cause I, I totally forgot. I was just too hyped in the morning hitting rights. Like just boom, 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 boom. By the time I was getting hungry by 11, everything was by 3, 4, 5 o'clock. And I missed everything. So I was pretty much screwed. I I wanted to run to a ramp. No, 4.30. And it was like 11.30. And I was just like, damn. So I ended up going to Plaza twice, pretty much. Even if I wanted to drink water, everything, I went to Plaza. By the time you hit maybe like five, six o'clock when the park starts dying down, because I'm guessing that people are not used to the theme park feeling and, you know, doing the whole day. I did notice that people do leave early. So by the time you hit five, six, it took like maybe 35 to 40 minutes, maybe a little bit less. Just like for a Ronto wrap, it took 30 minutes just to get it. Um, some other places, uh, it could take uh, 15, 20. It really wasn't that bad the later on it went. But when you're talking about hitting from 12 to maybe 3.34, primetime eating, yeah. it was just you couldn't book nothing, nothing. And if, and even if, because you don't have no card to, uh, like to get a chimichanga or a turkey leg, it was just that one location right across from the entrance of Frontier then. And that line would go as far as all the way to where you have the bridge where you're looking at the ducks of the old school, uh, the the train tunnel. Mm. And the line was always consistently right there to, to enter that line because that was your only place where you can get a pickle, a chimichanga, a turkey leg, a corn, you know what I mean? So if you want to decide option, you're just going to have to wait in that standby line. Not- I haven't paid attention. Has, has that changed since they reopened? Oh, yeah, definitely. Because I went to, um, and I think I told you this, I, I had gone to SeaWorld because um, I'm now a SeaWorld pass holder for the time being. I think I mentioned this. Um, I'm, no, I'm a fun card, which means I get to pay for everything. I uh, just get in for free. Um, but a lot of their um, a lot of their booths were closed. Like there were only the, the main food places and a random place here and there you could get a pretzel or a churro or something like that. But most of the little like like cozy cone type places were totally they were still closed at the time. Yeah, they're they're they are very understaffed compared to this. So you yeah, they, that sea roads are gonna have issues, and they still have issues to this day. But I can tell you from my friends yesterday, uh, no issues mobile order. It took maybe like ten, fifteen, maybe twenty five the max. Um, everything was smooth. Zocalos was running smooth. A uh, piece of port, my friend went to go just get a water real quick. Uh, the lobby to get it was empty. Um, what he did tell me, because the son wanted a pizza, 
and when you go in, they'll give you a piece of paper and whatever you want to order, you just check it off on the paper. You give it to the cast member. They'll give you your order and you take it to the cashier. And that's how they're doing the service right now at Pizza Port. So beyond that, there's a lot of basically improvements to the point where you have less time. You know, people pretty much online are exaggerating. YouTubers that say no, it's no way. whatever, they're exaggerating. <laughs> Exaggerating. Not egg. YouTubers exaggerating. That's ridiculous. Who would have thought? How dare you? Yeah. <laughs> but I, I want to let people know if people do listen to this as, uh, um, on regards to the parking lot. Um, Tori Star, Mickey, and friends don't open until 7.30. You know, sometimes, you know, especially Tori Star, you said we're open at 7, 7.15 maybe. Um, but I had my friends and they came down. I sent them to Toy Story. They were there maybe at Seven, ten, seven, fifteen. Uh, nobody was waiting on standby. Uh, the gates weren't open, so he ended up just going to the Anaheim Hotel. And even though with that di- that discount with the, the mice ended. cat, it's yeah. not working at all. Yeah, it ended. They're paying thirty five full. Yeah, but they had space, so he got lucky. Hey, uh, what's the story with? <laughs> okay, so I did see the Toy Story had opened again, and Mickey and friends hadn't yet. Which is surprising to me because it was like, okay, wait a minute. Like, uh, we know I'm a fan of the Toy Story lot. That's all I would, the only place I would park is the Toy <laughs> Story lot. But then you have to transfer on a bus. And I, I'm not understanding why you're going to put me on a bus, you know, and then whatever, like, you know, it's open now, but you, you have that running, which is potentially more dangerous than an open air tram. I'm not, I don't understand. Oh, that. did you hear why they're not doing the tram? No, I, I yeah, didn't. Yeah, no. Oh, they're, they're not running trams not because of any staffing or covid or any of that it's because they're old now and they didn't run them and so now it would just cost too much to fix them and so they're not sure if they should just replace them all or fix them it's a quandary really that a billion dollar corporation named disney can't figure out and i personally think it's because they figured all of everyone's fine with walking for now so why should they staff it fix it or spruce it up in any way shape or form when everyone's gonna walk it (laughs) hey those trams aren't that old oh according that is they're like at most most 25 years old because they were still fairly new when i was working in disneyland because we still had a couple of the old uh the old, the old teal and yeah. the old teal and yellow ones <laughs> yeah. hanging oh, around wow. in Pinocchio lot wait, that wait, we still wait, were using mean... for cast members, but those the the red and white ones were like were less than five years old at the time when I worked there, so they're, they're old. My ass. Well, but regardless, like let's say they want to revamp them. Michael has. You, you mean to tell me that <laughs> Disney, Disney of all corporations? can't figure out how to do that quickly, efficiently, and effectively, it's because they know everyone's fine with walking. Disney is figuring out, Disney's genius. They're figuring out how much people will pay, who's going to come, how much it's going to be sold out for, and the minimum amount that they can give people and have them be okay with the experience. Disney is brilliant. They are like running like the capitalist dream right now. It's, they're, Say what you want about them or whatever. They're figuring out a lot about people. Oh, I, and, and I, I knew that when, and I've had this conversation, I, I think, with you. That, mm-hmm. like, oh, no, you, you don't. There was no way they were going to full staff when they first opened because you needed to go through. 
And after a year being like this, and also talking to my brother too, saying, no, um, you, you have to see what people's habits are going to be because you have no idea what people's habits to be. It makes no sense yep. to, to bring everybody back full force. And then you have all these people that you're just going to have to send home early because that's, it's not busy. It's not and busy we're in not this restaurant Florida. or doing this. Yeah. Yeah. And we can like Disneyland, they can look at what ha is happening at Disney world, but, but land and world are vastly different. And so what's going to work at Disney world isn't necessarily going to work at Disneyland, but Disneyland is selling out. They are booked solid for what the next month, even if they're releasing other things. My friend has just bought her second round of tickets to go back to Disneyland. She was like, I got that stimmy. We're going, let's do it. And <laughs> so she's willing to go back and pay the money for it. And I mean, the YouTubers have plunked down their five day, you know, park hopper money and they're off doing what they're doing. So, I mean, right now I think Disney is, is if you're looking at it just from like a business model sense, they're doing great. And the food got better because they have now, opened up standby and mobile order thus splitting the the difference and so you're not having those long mobile order waits anymore because people are able to go to a standby line and just grab it you know grab and go so to speak but yeah the tram situation i don't see that getting fixed for a while because they know that you're going to walk that mile and then you're stuck walking that mile back whether you like it or not if you got there you gotta go back so Pretty like much. I think Toy Story is going to be super busy because people are going to want that bus option. Oh, and people are going proven. to want to it. It was already proven yesterday, um, later on. Um, the people that got there early, parked in there, got on the bus, empty, cool minute. By the time you hit uh, 11, 11.30, chaos. It took two hours to get in the park because there's so many people that are landing on the bus. And making sure people have their masks. So uh, I wonder how much, what, what are the odds that, you know, instead of fixing the trams or whatever, Disney contracts with, with art to, to run the, is that feasible? Cause that's a huge parking lot. Mickey and friends and the, and Pixar pals. That's, that's such a huge parking lot. Is that even an option? Contract with art like they did for Toy Story? They're going to make them walk. <laughs> They can't fit as many people on those buses as they that's, can. That's 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 what I was gonna, thinking. They would yeah. need more buses, and it would they would so thereby more staffing. I don't know. I don't. I mean, I get maybe because with buses you only need one person, whereas the tram you need at least two people to staff. So I mean, there's maybe that difference because you could get two buses for the price of one tram. Uh, as far as staffing, plus it's not even their staffing yeah, it's their on party. a bus. It's, yeah. it's BART people, so, you know, so, I mean, there's that. So if they do it with trams and they want to bring in buses, then they're just paying the contractors rather than paying actual employees, so. Maybe. Um, I mean, they would have to redo probably the whole entire, uh, I mean, I guess they don't really have to redo too much. I mean, they... Just redesign the uh, the tram drop off, but I don't know. I forgot what I was gonna say. It, it was here. Something. I mean, I think oh, I part of it part of it at the beginning was the fact that uh, you know, Toy Story, Toy Story and Pixar Pals. I'm mean, not Toy Story. I'm Mickey and Friends and Pixar Pals is enclosed parking, so they were trying. They were doing that whole you know, uh, well, Toy Story is open parking, so it's easier. You know, it's safer to have that. 
But then again, you're getting everybody onto a bus, so it's like, well, what's the trade off there? And, you know, the honeymoon period is going to end, and that's kind of what I'm waiting on, too, because I knew everybody was going to go and say, oh, you know, we've talked in our conversations with, I think, a couple of you, I I have said, oh, the Disneyland crazies, who were the first to hit, like, I haven't been here, I just want to be here, and not really spending any money, and then regular people just say, oh, this is how it works, okay, I'm going to go, so I can go and, and, you know, spend money. Regina just said, oh, you know, I've got friends of hers. Oh, my stimmy, blah, blah, That's going to end. It's going to end, and it's going to end sooner rather than later. Uh, as we go which, into the which, fall, which as we go into the fall to, and into the holidays, we're, we're going to see those people stop going because that money's already spent. So. Which brings us to uh, Friday's uh, announcement about uh, that the membership program might, will probably be coming by the end of the year. I think we're going to hear an announcement by the end of the year, but I don't think we're going to see anything until next year. Um, because, again, they're still riding that wave of, I've got money, I'm going to do it. Michael, it's never going to not be not busy. It's never not going to be like that. But I think the initial, like, everybody can afford to, to spend, because you got a stimmy, I can afford to buy my, the five-day park hopper thing. Dude, that's not in normal people's budgets. That is not in normal people's budgets for that kind of kind of, kind of thing. Which is why, you know, we've had this conversation here before. I'm going to go and get the membership thing or when I had APs. I'm gonna, not going to uh, – you guys know me. I had an AP for over 20 years consistently where everybody else I know that had one lapsed for a few years here and there. I had it straight through. Why? Because that was always something that I could afford that I wanted to do. That's not normal. That's not normal at all. And people are going to – I think it's going to be interesting because that – I would have earmarked that money and said, let me just hold on to this and see what this membership thing is so I can afford it. Because I promise you, those the bottom levels, the bottom feeders as we call them, they're gone. Whatever yeah, it is going to be, that bottom feeder is gone, dude. You are the kid who if we put a Hershey kiss in front of you and said, if you don't eat that in 10 minutes, I'll come back into the room and give you a second Hershey kiss. You're the kid who waited. I was the kid who ate the Hershey uh-huh. kiss. Like – there's instant gratification people and then there's people who can delay it. And what we're seeing is a lot of people want that instant gratification. Like, yeah, I know this membership program is coming. I don't know what it is yet. I'm not willing to wait. I want my Disney now. And they're running there and they're seeing what fits into their budget. My instant gratification is nuts. Or the zoo safari park. But we've I have already those established. They'll hold me over until Disneyland decides what it is they're going to do. I'm fine with that. And, I and love Disneyland, but I'm not insane. Is it going to be within your budget? Is it are snobs about it. Yeah. I mean, so like, I'm a Knott's person. I love Knott's, but we all know I call it the Walmart of theme parks for a reason. It There was a fight at Soak City over a chair. Like, <laughs> like full physical fight. I was not there, but I did see the video. But Disney is different. Disney is bougie. The people who want to go to Disney, they're not willing. Like, there's a lot of people who who aren't like that. Because I'm like you. I'm like, if I want to go, I'll go to Knott's. I'll go to a park. I'll go somewhere. I'll go anywhere. I don't have. I'll go to downtown Disney. Whatever. I'll put on ears. Pretend I'm bougie for the day. I love Disney. I've been considering, like, do I want to go? Not now. I'm thinking about in the fall or early winter. 
when it's cooler, I'm like, oh, maybe I'll get a ticket if they haven't talked about a membership program. But there are people who are like, oh, it's 100 degrees in Anaheim. Doesn't matter. Here are my ears. I'm going. And they're fine with it. And um, I mean, good for them. <laughs> but they're not they're not placated by knots, by the theme, by the safari <coughs> park, by SeaWorld, by Universal. Like, it's Disney or best. And Disney it, it, knows. I, well, that's, why, that's why Disneyland is the white people of uh, theme parks. Or more even, more specifically, the conservatives of theme parks. The conservatives of theme parks. I think it's hysterical because... More often than not, my conservative friends are Disney fans, so I always think it's really funny when people talk about how Disney is, like, a liberal mecca, and I'm like, look, they throw pride at people once a month and make a rainbow product. Doesn't make them left-wing. Like, go on with your bad selves. Right? Disney is so woke. (laughs) Disney is so capitalist. Like, they're going to market anything. They they slowly crept up on on gay days, and I seen it where they first they threw out some pins, and then they got jumped on by gay days, but they still released the pin. Then the next year they kept releasing a little bit of stuff. Yeah, I noticed that too. Then you started seeing the cups. Then you started seeing more merch, and then the finally everywhere, a whole month, cookies, yeah, merch, shirts, and now and. And so much complaining Close from six. the Gay Days organizers and all these people from the Gay Day community saying, hey, look, you're capitalizing on us and you're not even doing nothing. And look what they put on the disclosure that they're donating it to the organization. They just crept up slowly. So I'm not surprised. You know what I mean? It's just it is what it is, just like they capitalize on Dapper Day. Yeah, I was gonna say the same thing. I was actually gonna mention that. I said do the same thing with Dapper Day. Um, oh yeah. You know all those. Well, not all of them, but like a lot of those unofficial, you know, days at the park. Yeah, if there was money to be made, that's there. But I did notice that about about Gay Days that it was increasingly more because I don't know how long Gay Days has been around, but I remember seeing all the red shirts for a while, and then and then going to be like, wait, what's going on? And then you know, as the advent of the internet came along, because it's really been that long. Um, oh, this is kind of what's what's going on oh okay that's cool and then you know a few years into it it's like whoa i'm actually seeing pins for this and all that kind of stuff when it wasn't you know quote-unquote unofficial unofficial Mm -hmm. day so if there's money to be made disney's disney's gonna do it and that's of any business like i'm never gonna knock you know any you could just choose not to buy that merch if like super offensive to anyone but if a company is gonna make money like that's the system and society we live in like kudos to you like good job like knots came out and did all their food events during the rona and it was like hey good job like you figured out how to capitalize on this and i'm gonna i'm i liked it i'm gonna go support you um so when disney does stuff i'm like eh, it's a little hypocritical but hey know. i i spoke not to that i caught him and i told him yeah i heard that you guys were selling out so i go yeah you're gonna tell me it's family friendly and that's why you're doing it and i told the guy yeah, but you know you're making up money at that night, huh? Because you're already set up where you have all the people merch at all my locations, don't you? And he's like, yeah. I was like, hey, just don't let him. Just be straight up. That's all I ask, you know? Yeah. And, you know, I know why you're doing it, but I know, yes, it's family friendly, but, hey, I'm not stupid either. <laughs> I've been doing this game for 25 years. 
you know, that's why I was like, you know. I mean, the it, thing is, is that Gay Days has been going on at all the parks for many years. I had, years. I had friends in there. Uh, I had friends that when I worked at or that I worked at Universal with in the early two thousands <laughs> that were going to yep. Gay Days at no at Gay Days at, Uni- at Magic Mountain. Yeah, they already had unofficial gay days at Magic Mountain that I know were going on in the early 2000s where they were doing the red shirts and stuff there already. And I don't think, and uh, you know, Magic Mountain's one of those places that probably never tried to, they've never probably jumped on that bandwagon and uh, sold any merch. I mean, they might have eventually, but. Never. We're talking about about almost 20 years uh, later. Knots used to do it, uh, so I worked there in 94, 95, and yeah. I quit in 96, and that was when it was owned by the Knott family, and Knott's Berry Farm always did um, a gay-friendly event once a year, yeah. they did it, and so it was after hours, they bought out the park, it was special tickets, and so like, and that was in the mid-90s, and they were doing it <clears throat> when it was still owned by the Knott family, so I mean, there's a lot of money to be had in the LGBTQ plus community there's there's a lot of money there and for companies to have that space i say it's great which is crazy to think about as for knots especially with the knots family owning it at the time because the not the knots knots family is is uh is notoriously uh conservative hey uh, well well I mean, sh- we're talking about the same we're talking about the same family that the, they they still won't have unions because Walter not forbade it. So I mean, yeah, the, the so that's extremely, yeah, they it's were, extremely they open-minded company. of them to do that, <laughs> despite the fact that they're conservative, as opposed to Disneyland, which isn't inherently conservative, but it is. Yeah. Well, I'd like to send a shout out to the Knott family for allowing the movie Summer School, the portion of the movie Summer School, to be filmed there. <laughs> Michael and I were talking about that yesterday. <laughs> I don't even remember how it came up. We were talking about something. He sent me a clip from the movie Summer School, and he was like, hey, that's old school. Not oh, like, oh, yeah. Because of, uh, you... Oh, you're muted. Yeah. No, he he's frozen. Go ahead, Michael. Oh, Say it again. Go, yeah. Now, what I was saying was, I was like, I, I realized because my daughter was off school, and it was like summertime, and I was like, I wasn't sure if you were uh, in summer school or not. So in the beginning of that movie, you know how soon yeah. they get off school, they, they all the teachers them. are running away. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. So I was trying to find that sequence, so I couldn't find it. So I sent you the ending of that where you fix it, thinking that you were actually in summer school, and that's how that came up. <laughs> <laughs> no, but then he says something about not so much. Oh yeah, the kid threw up after he got off a ride. <laughs> they were trying to remember. It was the corkscrew, right? That's why that was the ride we. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was that was pretty funny. Or or when they had the petty zoo, and then they had the you know they had the safari to take bunnies, eating them, and they came out running, and the girl was all scared. <laughs> yeah, it was just, it was funny. So shout out to the to the Knott family for that. So um, have any of you actually been to Knott's now since it's been full open? Yes. What are? Oh, I I want to hear Gina's story though first. Which story? Well, you went on a Saturday. Oh, you know what? But so not we since full well, capacity, though, right? No, I was supposed to go just this last Saturday, but because I wasn't feeling very well, I made the conscious decision to stay home and not infect half of Buena Park um, if I had a cold. So I didn't go on the 19th, but the last time I went, it was before when we were saw wearing 
Oh, we're still at limited capacity. Okay, so no, no one, no one has been yet. To no, yet. I, I, have a, I have a friend who went. Uh, oh yeah. On uh, last Thursday, uh, she actually originally had, did have a reservation for the fifteenth, uh, but of course that was the day when it was going to be a hundred degrees, so she canceled oh, that reservation yeah. and switched it to a later day. But she did go into going on the seventeenth, which was last Thursday, and. She was all freaking out beforehand, worried about how it's, how bad it was going to be, worried about the parking, but she said it actually didn't even end up being that bad. Really? That's good. That's good to hear. You know what? I, I've been to, uh, I mean, obviously everything's open now, and I've been to a few different places. I haven't been to a theme park yet just because it just hasn't been in the plans. My own daughter is in summer school, so it's really limited what I have been able to do during the week just because she's in summer school. I have to deal with that. And then, you know, softball yeah. on the weekend. So I just, that hasn't happened. But even going to stores and stuff, it, I haven't noticed anything crazy. Now, that you know. supposedly wasn't going straight to full capacity. They were going to do a step it up based on probably how things looked. So uh, at least they didn't go like straight on to full, to, straight to 100%, like, uh, like, uh, like certain other theme parks. Uh, but, uh, and I think Universal was always also talking about stepping up, doing this. Universal, you don't need reservations for it anymore. Universal and, um, Magic Mountain, um, and I want to say SeaWorld, but correct me if I'm wrong, none of them you need reservations for. Knott's has made the decision to continue with reservations. I'm going to tell you I've not had an issue getting reservations. I have a reservation for this Thursday, um, and I have a reservation for July 3rd. I heard that they may do fireworks on the 3rd and the 4th. Not sure if I'm going to stay and watch the fireworks because I have dogs. And even though fireworks are not allowed in my city, we all know how that goes. So (laughs) I'm not entirely sure I want to leave my dogs alone on July 4th weekend. But um, I have not had an issue getting Knott's reservations, but they're continuing the reservations. And... I also, because I'm in a lot of different Knott's Berry Farm groups on Facebook, several employees have made comments about how they're quitting or they know people quitting from Knott's. They're putting in overtime. They're working 12-hour days. They don't have days off. And they're getting treated like absolute garbage by people going there. They are tired of it. And, I mean, right now, jobs are a dime a dozen, especially if you're looking at entry-level positions. So I think that theme parks are going to they're they're having issues with staffing because people are like why should I work there for minimum wage and get yelled at? <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Right. And so that's why I think Knott's is going Knott's has made the decision to not increase capacity right now. I think they're hovering around 40 uh maybe 50% cuz like it takes an hour to get on like Ghost Rider, but like Berry Tales was a walk on. So, how different things have changed in just a few weeks? Walk on versus. Um, a lot, a lot has been changed, honestly. Um, I mean, I can't say much because I was out there this past Wednesday. The biggest props I could give to Knott's Berry Farm or mostly their their guests is that a good percentage of people were wearing masks still. Now, I'm not sure if that Disneyland scared the shit out of everybody, 
you know, going to theme parks. I don't care what theme park it was, but, you know, when I went there, you know, I wasn't as worried, but I was still skeptical because it's not very far, you know. <laughs> but as soon as I rolled up, started going to the line because I got there like maybe like 10 minutes before park opened. Started walking. And I was like, damn, look at everybody wearing a mask. Then, you know, you pick out the non-maskers, you know. Um, you see some families with no mask. And then when you go through, because they still have the turnstiles, like they did in the beginning, you know, the reservation, they'll say, hey, you have a reservation. You know, same process as everything. And you go through the cattle, cattle line, and everything's all gravy. Everything's the same. Um, the only thing I noticed that was different was um, the riot operations. And Gina, you hit it on point. Uh, they are hurting staff uh, because I had to go talk to one of the riot managers. Uh, because if uh, they open up at 100%, I'm going to jump on board. Um, I don't think they said that reservation ain't going away right now. I think I'll be there. I'm going to say for sure till 4th of July. They are having fireworks for sure. Um, they're trying to push to get 100 or at least 75, 80 capacity by 4th of July. That's what they're trying to shoot for uh, if they hit it, I don't know because yes, staffing is the issue. Um, but yeah, I've seen a lot of people, you know, yelling at employees. I had to step in twice and say, "Hey, man, what happens if that was your kid working? Would you want somebody to yell at you? You know what I mean, and stuff like that." And you know what I mean. It was just difficult, but it's just like a regular not state. They're loading every <laughs> like in the log ride. You can't ask for a log ride by yourself. They're loading everybody. I had a person, I said, hey, I don't want to be with them because he had a mask. And I didn't give a shit if he heard me. And he said, no, you got to go. And Ghost Rider, they're lo loading it everywhere. They're loading everybody. It's just like a regular day. Yes, the log ride, it got to the line, to got so far as right as it starts curving all the way in the back. Say by uh, 2, 2 o'clock, because that's when the heat it wasn't that the fact that it was hot because it was like 82 with the breeze. It was just the humidity that got to you. Was that this? Was that, huh? uh, Thursday. This is a Wednesday. Oh, Wednesday. This um, last Wednesday. So the yeah, day after. The day after. Okay. Yes. Uh, Thursday was a little bit more busy, but not. It wasn't that bad. It was like I said. It was a regular weekday weekend. Like when you go to Knott's, I really thought that it was going to be busy. Um, but I think one of you guys said that, um, that first weekend, that summer before it really hit, all the schools hit that first week. And it was the only weekend that the schools could, uh, hit the whole parks. After that, it was just done. The only time when I go, cause I always walk back to my car halfway in the day. And the only thing I saw was two buses and that is it. No other, uh, just nothing but cars. Especially, I look when I walk down TGIF and look down that way. No buses. Um, I'm parked in the Stoke City. Nothing. Only two. You know and what? So, though I think the because when I went on the 11th, uh, which was obviously before the full <laughs> opening, but still, I went on the 11th and I kind of parked. I parked in the Charlie Brown row in the Independence parking. Yeah. And uh, behind me, 
closer to Soak City, there was about ten buses. Who's taking people on a bus? That's what I want to know. Who, who is that? So I don't know if they were all at Soak City, if the buses, if they're only busing people to Soak City, or because it's like, why would they be parked there if they're not, if they're closer to Soak City, if they're going to the parks? So I don't know if that's just where they were parked. All the buses go to that parking lot, Independence parking lot. I still well, want to know who's busing people in. They were all parked in. closer to Soak City, so I don't know if that's where they were or if they were all uh, going. Uh, on certain days, because like I said, that was on a Friday. Mm. School's in the OC. That's probably who was going there. <laughs> right. Because the Orange County schools didn't get out until this last week. So there's a lot of schools in Orange County who were able to get kids to, like, to have a trip. Um, because the schools, the schools here didn't close until, like, last week or this week. Hey, uh, real quick, I wanted to get back to, uh, I wanted to talk about, uh, Michael, did you go, you didn't go on, uh, on, uh, whatever the hell the Spider-Man ride's called, Web Shooters, uh, uh, or, or uh, should no. I call it, um, um, uh, Midway Mania Plus? Yeah. No, he, he was there before it opened, right? 2.0. No, uh, yeah, I was there way before it was open. He, he went in May. I, I uh, can tell you, everybody that's been on it. Everybody that I know, a lot of them Disney fans, they say it's pretty much Toy Story 2.0, or it's just like uh, Legos, uh, Ninja Gaido, and just uh, Disney version high tech. That's it. Okay, I I watched. I mean, does it say nobody care about spoilers or no, 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 anything about the ride? Okay, I, I watched the attractions 360. Uh, YouTube video of it, and having as speaking as someone who's been on Midway Mania, speaking as someone who's been on the Spider-Man ride at Islands of Adventure, speaking as someone who's been on Transformers, Michael, Michael, here comes, here comes, which is uh, Transformers, which is basically Spider-Man upgraded, uh, Spider-Man from Florida upgraded. Yeah. The uh this Spider Man ride could have been something great. Yeah. There was a kernel of a great idea there. But one does not simply take a great ride like Transformers or Spider Man and then merge it with a what I call a kitty ride like uh Midway Mania and make the same mistake that Knotts did with Berry Tales, and you turn it into a shooting ride, and then you don't even have web shooters. You're doing this. You're doing this. You're doing this. How does the ride even work? How does it even know what the hell you're doing? I think it's just throwing arbitrary scores out at you, because watching that video, there's absolutely no way that it knows exactly that you're hitting things by just throwing your wrists up in the air. There's like, if they had had web shooters, you actually strapped your wrist that had a beam, an invisible beam that shot from it, and you pressed the thing, that would have been something. But all you're doing is doing this. I plan to go on that ride and just sit there and just watch <laughs> the visuals as if I was on Transformers or Spider-Man at Islands of Adventure because that ride is garbage. I'm like, we waited for that ride? 
that's the ride we waited for? Really? And people paid money? Real money? Lots of real money to go into Disney, to go into California Adventure and go on that garbage? There is, that ride could have been a good ride. There's, but there's the story, there's, it's, it's, the problem is, is there's no story. The, the, that's why it ended up being a shooting ride because there's no story. You got this idea. And then, I mean, the pre-show is amazing. The pre-show ranks up there with Back to the Future, with, yeah. uh, Mini, with, uh, Despicable Me, with Simpsons, with, uh, what I've seen on video of Rise of the Resistance. Yeah. Um, with some of the great rides that have great pre-shows. But then you get on the ride, and you're doing this. You're doing this. You're doing this. That's all. I I <laughs> haven't I haven't watched <laughs> any I haven't watched any of the ride throughs. It's not really uh, I'm not opposed to it. It's just not something that I do. Um, but I've seen plenty of people talk about how the ride was Midway Mania 2.0, like Michael said, and the land itself just very lackluster. It's just the, not um, not much there for all the hype. The ride vehicle. The design of the ride vehicle uh, just screams for comparison with Midway Mania, not only because it's a a shooter, but because it's front to back. There's people on each side, mm -hmm. just like with Midway Mania. And you have, when you pull into the area, there's two screens, just like with Midway Mania. Whereas, uh, but they could have had, the screens are there. They could have done the same. How, who's been on Transformers? Hey. Everybody been on Transformers? No, you, nobody's been to Universal. I haven't been yeah. to Universal in quite a while, man. No. I'm, I'm probably going to go next I month, actually. Nobody's been, and I, assu I assume nobody's been on Spider-Man in Florida. No. Oh, I wish. Well, I wish I, I wish you guys knew what a real what a real ride like that should be. Uh, but I, I would suggest that you guys, if you guys really want a good experience, uh, watch a ride-through uh, a ride-through video of the uh, Spider-Man ride at Islands of Adventure would probably be better than actually going on the uh, the, the web shooter ride. Ordinary. And you're not doing this. Really <laughs> actually, just talked about this. I was watching. Um, I was watching Ordinary Adventures, and they went and they did Spider-Man web slingers here at DCA, and they were like, "Yeah, it's good. You know, it's it, it's cool and everything." And they did it a couple of times. Then they flew out to Florida for the Velocicoaster, but oh. they went on the Spider-Man ride there, and oh, they God. filmed as much as they could of it, um, and Kitra said pretty much the same thing, um, less, you know, just a little more PC, because they don't want to, <laughs> they don't want to make anyone mad since they're on, like, press lists, but she said the same thing you did. She said, like... She was saying that the Spider-Man ride at Islands of Adventure is like amazing and light years beyond anything web slings. That ever ride did. is over twenty years old. Yep. Yeah. Spider-Man ride. In, I it was twenty years ago, last this year I think that I went on that ride. That I was I just, in Florida, and I'm like, that ride is twenty years old, and yet it's better than the ride you just built. Well, and I think part of it too, like there, the whole like gimmick with web slingers is that you can purchase the extra additional accoutrement, yes, which, ride. right, but but is not good for grown men. 
because <laughs> again, I was yeah, I like to watch YouTubers. I've got no life, but. Uh, Mondo was talking about like how he bought one, and he's like, "These are for children. They yeah, don't fit his fat <laughs> They didn't fit his wrist, and I and yeah, he's a big guy, but like, so they don't even sell like a child's version and an adult version. No, Mondo got it. Mondo was like, "This doesn't fit. He had to give it to even. his girlfriend. I can't even. Yeah, only one size, yo. And it's not made for grown men, like." I don't think, I can't even with this I don't think shit. any of you would be able to wear the stupid little wristlets because <laughs> uh, you're all grown men and and not small children or even like. And then and women. then they made such a big deal about those little the little the little the little spider robot when they did the pre-sale so many months ago and they made such a big deal about it. That's the thing you shoot. It's the bad guy in the game. That's the bad guy. Is the little spider robot that they tried to sell you for $150, right? Was it $150? I think it's 80 bucks, right? Yeah, it's, it was under 100 bucks. Yeah. But you need two of them. It's the villain. It's the villain of the ride. That's their villain. Not, not one of Spider-Man's 50 amazing rogue gallery, one of the the best rogue galleries in all of comic yeah, books. Arguably, yeah. And you have him fighting a ro a tiny robot of his own creation. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm done. I, I'm just... <laughs> Michael, well, I knew it was coming. I am convinced <laughs> that this ride was purely made for marketing purposes because it's interactive, which is fun for kids, right? Like that's cool. I mean, and, and some adults like but I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of cheating rides. Like I'm not a big fan, but a lot of people like the cheating rides, but. Then you have all the accoutrement, all the little web thingies, and then um, you have the spider bot you can purchase. But here's the kicker. That spider bot is worthless unless you have a friend who also has a spider bot. So if you're a loner, you got to buy two and, like, battle yourself. It just – that whole ride, it screams, like, peak Disney merchandising. It totally it, was. They've been saying that oh. since it was introduced. Since they introduced well, those things, it was going to be part of the ride. It was going to be that. But that's your marquee attraction for your new land? Land? It's supposed to have a whole... There's Aren't they supposed to have, like, another ride coming? Like, it's supposed yeah, to be like how... what? How long ago... How long until that happens? Well, like, that's like the Star Wars land. Like, Galaxy, whatever. They opened it, and it was like... Look at all this cool stuff. We got one ride. Well, but in <laughs> fairness, they wanted to have two rides when it opened. It just didn't work out that and, way. And that second ride might be the best damn ride in the park. In all of when rides. Funny, all, yeah, it, it might be the best ride like out. at all. I mean, I haven't been yeah. on it yet, but I mean, but the, the, just, just looking at it, I can it's, tell. It's but. amazing, Anthony. Um, the freaking, It's the Wi-Fi. Because all that stuff is connected to the Wi-Fi, and Disney didn't pay the money to upgrade the Wi-Fi. That yep. ride runs on the same Wi-Fi that everything else in the, the park runs park. on. The same Wi-Fi that everyone tells you yes. to get off of? Yeah. To even get the reservation. Get That's the same thing. The, there there are reports that they figured out what times to actually not – the ride doesn't break down to shut it down so it can reset so they don't go through breakdowns because they have figured it out that much. That's what the reports were before COVID, that they had figured out, okay – you know what? From this time to this time, we have to shut the ride down so that it a can it can it can reset. Corporation billions of dollars can't upgrade the Wi-Fi. 
figure that out. Like that to me, that bothers me as somebody who's gonna look, I don't mind. You want 150 bucks for a ticket? Fine, I'll pay it. That's fine. I'll go. But when I get there, <laughs> and it's not like like riots break down. I'm not mad. If unless it's breaking down for something that you as a billion dollar company can fix, like that's fixable. That's what angers me. It's like they don't even like, why are you not caring enough as a company to fix it? It's like knots. They bug me. They knew Iron Reef broke down if you looked at it the wrong way and they just pushed <laughs> it up and sent it back out. It's like, man, like stop doing that. Don't try to sell me a bill of goods and snake oil when I'm willing to pay to go to your stuff. It's like, you know what's wrong with it. Just fix it. Yeah, you don't want to get. We don't want. We don't need to get started on uh, Berry Tales again. I've already, <laughs> I already made my, the reference to Berry Tales. The fact that, that was the last fact podcast. That, well, the fact that both of them ended up making another shooting game is just astounding. Knots and Disneyland, totally separately, without probably knowing about each other, somehow both came to the decision to make not. To make rides that were going to be another shooting game. Now, Knott's doesn't have a shooting game, whereas Disneyland, Disney has two of them already, and now has three. And then this one, you're not even shooting. You're doing this. You're doing this. <laughs> if only people could see this. Yeah, so I'm going to, I, can I, damn it, I should have found a way to record this so I could put that clip on YouTube. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like a gif. Or like, a, like, yeah, no, yeah, something like that. Um, hey, what, it was empty when I went. Like I saw the line, maybe like go in the door from the stairs, and it was moving pretty good. I just looked at him like, "Wow, it's pretty empty," and then hey, just walked away. But <laughs> on the real though, I do want to try the food from Pim's tasting or the Pim's uh the Pim's food uh drinks. I want the flight uh with the uh, with the beakers on the on the uh, on the on the ruler. And I want to try that marshmallow beer. I've heard I'm, that's really good. I'm I, not a beer person, but I, I will try it. that. And I will try everything that's on the flight just so I can get the flight, the thing, because you get to keep it just like you do with the rank or two thing, which only one of the beers in that was good, and the rest tasted like tasted like something that I could have thrown up. And, um, you know, but I will get that, and I think, it, I think it's cool. I've heard good things about some of the food there. I mean, I don't know. I mean, you guys make it sound... Some, uh, somebody said they that the food was... I don't know. But, I mean, I've heard good things about the food. I don't know about that uh, that $100 sandwich, but... They said... So I watched several, again, yeah, YouTubers, but they <laughs> said the, the Pimini is the... You can buy those separate. It's only $100 yeah. if you get enough for, like, the your whole family. family. Right. But you can buy them separately... That's what I heard was the number one most delicious item um, that that they sell. I heard the peanut butter sandwich is garbage, like don't even bother. <laughs> I heard the chicken sandwich was delicious, but eat it with the coleslaw um, because the coleslaw sort of like makes it. Um, the pretzel, the pretzel itself is good with the mustard, but the beer cheese, that was a no-go. Uh, people didn't like that. Um, the, the Pim toast for breakfast, I heard that was really good. Um, and now they're doing standby. So you can mobile order or 
you can do standby um, for Pim's Test Kitchen and the drinks, um, which I think is really good. My friend went, she got, they got lucky. They got, um, they were able to snag a web slingers um, a boarding group. So they were able to just walk into Adventures Campus. She said her kids loved it. So I think especially like Marvel fans and kids, that's for them. It but was meant for kids and it was meant for me to spend money for my kids. That's what it's yeah. supposed to be. I mean, I'm excited to go there. I mean, I love I love Marvel stuff. I mean, I I love anything that's themed cool. I've been waiting for a long time and I'll be waiting for phase two. Whenever the hell that is, and, and the, the the real when the real when the adult rides uh, step into the room, and um, I mean from what I, I everything I've seen of it looks great. The, the little Doctor Strange uh, area over there looks cool. The I like show it. is really cool. I've seen it a few times. Again, I I'm, I haven't been there, but I've watched people like the videos of it, and the show looks great. Did you watch Spider Man um, Almost Fall Down? I did. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> I okay, so I'm weird. I actually prefer DCA to Disneyland. I know, but I like DCA. I love the rides there. I like the vibe there. So like, I kind of would love to just like I'm fine with just going to DCA. I um, like DCA until they decided to make it Pixar Land. Yeah, and I don't mind Pixar. Like, it's whatever for me. I actually loved A Bug's Life. I'm not, I'm whatever about Marvel Comics. I liked Bug's Land. So I'm really sad that Bug's Land, like, I had some good times there with my nephew, but my nephew turns 20 this year. So yeah, it was time for things to get revamped. And I think part of the reason why they did make Avengers Campus more child friendly is probably because they got rid of that entire child section. Bugs and there was a lot of negative feedback when they announced it, saying that Bugs Land was one of the only places they could the, the kids like to hang out. Yeah, it was. There was a lot of negative feedback uh, in relation to the kids, and I, mean, I think they heard. I think they heard that and because there there was only so much. many things little kids could do. Yeah. Hey, speaking of food, Knott's just announced a something called the Super Fun Bun. The 12-inch glazed cinnamon bun coated in funnel cake batter and deep-fried and topped with sweet boysenberry glaze. I do want to go to try some of the stuff. At you might end up, I may end up breaking down to get something That's for knots to go there try go. some of the food. So, That's well, okay, the super fun bun oh, I have not had because I can't have sugar. <laughs> um, but I've had a lot of the. I I have I like knots food. I'm gonna tell you, I am. I'm very saddened by the quality of Knott's food yeah. since they reopened, um, especially because their food events were so delicious and amazing. And I got stuff, and we loved Boardwalk Barbecue, and I swear to God, that tasted like bad cafeteria food. I was like, this is not really? okay. Really? Because I've had the sausages and... My mom had the meatballs, and they've both been good. Really good. The wings weren't bad. The wings were good. When we went, they were they were good. I saw a picture of them later, and that batch looked like crap. My husband was like, I really want to try the um, Flaming Hot Cheeto Mac and Cheese. I'm like, whatever. Get whatever you want. I don't care. Uh, no flavor. None. 
It's flaming hot Cheetos. Flaming hot Cheeto and no flavor. Screw up. Flaming hot Cheetos. Like, they're flaming hot. No, this was the most bland. It was the most white people mac and cheese. Like, how do you mess this up? And it was was so bad. And the cornbread was crunchy. How do you have crunchy cornbread? Like oh, I you must have got some whole cornbread because oh I my God. No, they yeah, like I had really good just cornbread. replaced the cornbread and the mac and cheese. They like brought over fresh. That cornbread was crunchy, the mac and cheese was bland, and it was flaming hot Cheetos and it was disgusting. And the wings were they were ice. They were ice. But I, I was very, very I was very sad. Yeah, I like you, got a, you got a bad time, honestly, because when oh, I, I, I I think I, I go ahead. No, I I'm just gonna agree with what you said. I think it comes down to the staffing thing. I think that yes. you had there's some instances. Where I think there's some people that, particularly for some reason at Boardwalk Barbecue, it's hit or miss there. Because I don't know if you guys remember from last episode where I mentioned that somebody had posted there being their knots opening day. And the meatballs and a lot of the food looked all super white and gross and disgusting. I was like, there's no way I'm going to have any of that. And then I went there. Then I went there and the sausages and the meatballs and everything looked beautiful. They were beautiful. And the meatball and the sausages were amazing. Like I said, my mom went and a whole nother different day and had the, the meatballs and she said they were amazing. I think it depends on who's there. You, unfortunately, got uh gina you got yeah you were definitely not there on a great day no. and uh yeah. the uh i th- I could guarantee that if you went back there you would probably hopefully get lucky that's the issue when you're having like and again yes I, and i am giving grace on the staffing like I, I feel really bad for any of the customer service workers right now because they're they're getting the brunt of a lot of crap that they don't get paid enough to deal with but when you have inconsistent food, like I worked at Knott's and I worked in food and I worked fireman's barbecue. I worked the saloon. I worked the chow house, which is now the churro Sunday place. I worked all of that. I worked funnel cakes by log ride. We had the best funnel cakes. The, if you had inconsistent food, that was not okay. Because if you work fireman's barbecue, there was a quality, there was a level that you had to bring every single time. Because Fireman's Barbecue, people waited hours to eat Fireman's Barbecue. And so Boardwalk Barbecue, like, if you're going to have a hit and miss, that's a problem. I did eat the pastrami tots that were over by Sutter's at their tot place. Those were good. I I personally thought that they were really good. And, um, I mean, if you like pastrami, they were they were quite tasty. Um, so, like... They do have food that's good. A uh, note about the that though, that's not included in the meal plan. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it yeah. is. The pastrami tots are on the meal plan. Which is weird because they had said it wasn't. You have to there look at it. There was two conflicting things. There was two conflicting online. It was saying that they weren't. It, well, they were, but then when you got to the park, it was. It didn't have the sticker next to it. So have they added the sticker now? They must have because when we were there, which was. We were there right the weekend before they reopened. So I want to say the 12th or whatever it was, um, the 13th. So when we were there that day, it was a part of the meal plan. Um, they added a bunch of things to the meal plan. I want to say there's more on the meal plan now than there was two years ago, um, which is great because I love the meal plan. 
but um, like I don't go to Knott's for Panda Express, and I know that Panda's <laughs> great. I just I go there for other food. Like to oh, me, yeah. Knott's has always been about food, and kind of the like atmosphere of Knott's. Um, just and 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 but for me, it's the food. And and when you're gonna have inconsistent food, I'm like <sighs> calories. I don't eat a lot of food, so when what I do eat, I really want it to be good. And I don't want a $55 hamburger with nacho cheese and french fries on it. Uh, no, I don't want that. <laughs> yeah, everybody, my friends that ate it, they said that thing was gross. The what? They, the, that, that big burger? Yeah, it's called the Accelerator Burger. Yeah, it's like 55 bucks. It's ginormous. It could feed all of us plus people. And it, it's just a burger on a bun. It's huge, but it's got French fries and nacho cheese sauce on it. Wow. And I'm like, oh, oh, okay. Cool. Did you guys see they just announced that big chicken one at the, at the Mrs. Knott's? Yeah. It's also $55. Is that is the one at Accelerator also on the Hawaiian bun? I want to say it's a regular bun. Okay, because the chicken's on a on a Hawaiian bun. Yeah, that. So one at least is. it has that going for it. <laughs> yeah. Well, Where not the nacho cheese would, would keep me out of the other one. You, you can get right. a heart attack and diabetes at the same time. Look, if I want a burger with nacho cheese on it, I'm going to Fuddruckers. No one Thank needs anything much. with nacho cheese on it, dude. You know, like that's disgusting. No, well, and me. the not like, because gross. the Fud nacho records. cheese that you're getting at theme parks, um, I remember it fondly, and it's disgusting. Uh, I were, I'm telling you, working in foods, I was like. Things I will never eat again from does it, does it come in a bag that's not refrigerated? Uh, no, it came in a can that wasn't refrigerated. And okay. then you open so up the can. So it's that one. Bag. So it's the one you could go to go get at Smart and Final. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. And the best was when we opened jalapenos, and there was a giant cricket just sitting on top. Oh, and we all nice. looked at it, and we were like, where's the quality control? Good news. We did throw that all away and mark it down as lost. We did not scoop it out and feed it to anyone. I always think it's funny. People are like, oh my gosh, don't make food workers mad because they'll do stuff to your food. Not really. I mean, they'll screw with you, but like we, like when I worked there, like there are things you never do. Like you never give decaf, like regular coffee to someone who asks for decaf. Like you never do anything that will hurt somebody. And a uh, big thing was, if we're not going to eat it, we're not going to give it to other people. But that nacho cheese, it's not that the, anything's contaminated. It's just disgusting. It's like, and then if it's not hot, if you let it sit for more than five minutes. It coagulates. It's congealed. <laughs> it's so gross. When I worked at Circle K, the Circle K nacho cheese comes in a bag. Well, it's Circle K. And when it sits there and doesn't get used, it kind of. And you take the lid off to change it. Yeah, there's like, there's, there's, there's like, multiple colors. Well, and, and like the can would always, if it got over hot, like it always has like that ring on it of like, fr like overly hot French. Anyway, we're on, it's a tangent. But yeah, uh, can I get, <laughs> I was, yeah, let's start wrapping this up because that's, uh, uh, I wanted to talk about this. I'm both grossed out and kind of hungry. Food, um, <laughs> Michael knows what, probably knows what I'm about to talk about. I want to talk about the po' boy that they had as the uh, the 
whatever it is that they call the thing, you know, where they have the, 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 the one dish that they have for two weeks and it's yes. included on the meal plan. Uh, the one, uh, they had the one that was the one, you know, I talked about the, uh, the jambalaya that they had, uh, the first one they had, which was amazing. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I forgot what the second one was that they had. I didn't go get that one. It didn't really. But then they had the po' boy. I was like, ooh, po' boy. Sounds great. I'm sure it's going to be good. Um, yeah, if you want, like, a, if you want a, a shrimp taco on a bun, because that's all it really was. There was, like, like four <laughs> or five giant pieces of shrimp. There was some cabbage. In their split top hot dog bun that they use for their hot dogs. And you were, and it was hit or miss if you got the sauce. <laughs> because there was lots of people online saying that they didn't get sauce. I didn't get sauce. But there were people that did, that did get sauce because I know of at least two occasions of somebody getting sauce. But <laughs> yet the same day that. I didn't get sauce, they asked, uh, my fiance Rebecca, if she wanted sauce on her chicken sandwich, that's not supposed to come with the sauce. But they didn't give me the sauce on the one that's supposed to come with the sauce. But getting back to the po' boy itself, and I use the words po' boy very loosely because I don't know if any of you have had ever had a real po' boy. Yeah. If you had one, you know how good they are and what it's supposed to be. Ooh. A po' boy is supposed to be on what's very special like baguette bread, first of all. It's supposed to have lots of pieces of shrimp. Now, granted, the shrimp itself was, and I should have just taken the the shrimp off of the bun and just eaten them, and that probably would have been a better use of my time, but I tried to give it a chance and eat it as a sandwich, and it was just like eating shrimp and cabbage in my mouth with some bread. (laughs) Once again, no sauce. And, um, so getting back to a real full boy is, you know, it's supposed to have that and then it's supposed to have lettuce, tomato and stuff. It's basically a, uh, Louisiana torta. <laughs> if it, <laughs> that's the best way to describe it. Am I not right, Michael? Is it not yeah. a, it's a Louisiana torta? <laughs> yeah. And, and it's packed. Like I had a couple, uh, at different spots in Seattle. Full packed up. Yeah. Good bread toasted just right. Oh. Yeah, yeah, best, uh, best I, one I ever had was at this place called, this place called Rockfish in North Carolina. And it was a blackened shrimp, uh, po' boy. And it was one of the most amazing things ever touched, uh, my, uh, my tongue. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so getting back to the shrimp taco on a bun. Um, <laughs> Yeah, very, very extremely disappointed in that I should have went to Boardwalk Barbecue and had meatballs. Because much, much better my time. And, uh, yeah, I just, it was shrimp taco on a bun, literally. That's what I'm saying. It's inconsistent. And that's an issue. <laughs> exactly. It's the inconsistency, you know? Yeah. I, and, you know, it's like if, if Disneyland is inconsistent, the only thing people go there for are churls, Mickey pretzels, and Dole Whips. So they're like, ah, the food is like whatever. It's fine. They want their pit- castle picture. You know, you're not going to Disney for the food. You're, you know, but not. The food has always been such a, a huge experience. It's like 
it's just disappointing. So we're going to go on Thursday. We're definitely using our meal plan. Uh, and again, not for Panda Express, but um, I'm going to try something else uh, and see just kind of what's what's available and kind of look at it because um, I don't know. I, I'm hoping that Knots can get more consistent and uh, and that the people there are being nicer to the, the employees because if they can't get staffing, that greatly affects the experience of everyone going. And um, I don't understand why everyone feels the need to take their frustration out at these people working there. And a lot of the people working there are like 17 or, you know, 18 to like 25. And they don't necessarily need this job. They want yeah, this job. Yeah, a lot of new people. Yeah, there's, and there's a lot of young new people. It, it's, yeah. you know, it's not like older new people. It's, it's like these are young kids. A lot of young yeah, and, and 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 honestly, just just uh, not not willing to like fight a battle, you know. Like when I worked there, there were times you're just like, I'm too tired, and I just made funnel cakes for six hours. Like, what do you want? Like, just what do you want to get you out of my window? So I don't know. I think people just need to and everywhere just be nicer to the to the staff. They're doing the best they can with what they got. They're very understaffed. Let's let's go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, we're getting about that time. Um, uh, that was pretty good way to end things, really. But like, anybody else got anything uh, they want to bring up very briefly or just mention? Uh, no, I just wanted to say real quick about those uh, about the uh, the hundredth anniversary uh, photo ops. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're pretty cool. They're reminiscent of the ones from Disneyland 60th. Oh, cool. Uh, where they're very interactive. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen the uh, the Mystery Shack yet. It's the only one I haven't seen, uh, but I have seen all of the ones where <laughs> I think it's I think it's very significant that uh, there's so many over in the uh, Boardwalk area. Just that there's been so much turnaround in that area. But yet you go over to like anywhere else, you go into Fiesta Village and everything's still the same as it was like 30 years ago. And so it's just so much. And then you, the Mystery Shack over in uh, you know. Um, ghost town. So it's it just thought it was significant that there's so many over in that over that boardwalk area, but then you know only the one other one. <laughs> but uh, the, the yeah, it's cool. It's, it's cool seeing it's cool seeing the big cave that was on the top of the that the was really sky cool. tower. Just so getting to be so close up with it, and I mean that thing is that was there since the, uh, basically my whole entire lifetime. It was up there. And I remember I mentioned before that my grandparents lived in Huntington Beach. And when we used to go visit them, we always got off and came down Beach Boulevard uh, to go to their house. And I remember always looking for the K to know that we were at near Knott's and therefore near my grandparents' house. And so there's a lot of memories of seeing that K, that K as a kid, not just going there, but I did. And then there's just memory of the one time, one time, mind you, that I went on the parachutes one time. I I only went on the parachutes once, also. <laughs> once only. Oh. Once as a kid, I got dragged on there, and I was like, no. nope, 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 <laughs> nope, oh, nope, nope, nope. It was awful. never again, never again. It's torturous. <laughs> in the beginning, in the first ride, it is. But the more you get on it, the more badass it is. And oh man, I went on that at least over 50 times for sure. Wow. Yes. Uh, and I would suggest 
If you're going to go to the photo ops, especially the ones on Boardwalk, go to them first. Go early, because once it starts getting busy, people are walking back and forth. That's it's, the only thing that's bad about it. Especially the, uh, especially the, uh, the Soapbox Razors one, because it's that so big okay. and wide. I got super lucky. I got that split second where I was able to take a picture of the whole entire Soapbox Racers uh, photo op. And uh, it made me happy because that was like my favorite ride ever at Knott's. That was the best ride. They need to, but that's what they should have brought back. Right? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yes. Wait for the extension. We'll wait for the extension. <laughs> Shout out to, uh, uh, if you haven't seen Loki yet, uh, Loki's really good. Loki's oh, amazing. Man. Yeah, Loki's, Loki's really good if you haven't seen Loki yet. A genuine crime, oh. crime thriller. Kind of thing. Only six episodes, though. Yeah, yeah, but this is this is supposed to be the one that has to go into uh, a, a yeah. whole bunch of what the Marvel universe is to come. Yeah, as films. opposed to Badge Bash, there's just sixteen episodes. We're only well, halfway through that. Yeah, my husband and I started watching Bad Batch. Well, he's watching it, and I'm just like there absorbing it because I'm like half interested in it. It's all right, but I heard so many good <gasps> things about Loki that I was like, why don't we start this one too? Because like. <laughs> I've heard this one might be better. I mean, Bad Batch is all right. I, it is what it is. I know, but it's, I don't know. It's, it's it's fine, but you know, it's, it's good. But the entirety of Loki, it's not great. that could that could be a film. Like yeah, Lo- Loki is so good, it could be a, a an actual. Although, although you, you Bad watch Batch, an entire movie like Bad this. Batch has my, I do, lo- I love Omega, but they yeah. have my atten- they have my attention with Cad Bane. Which I haven't Ooh. seen. I didn't see the episode Friday, so I, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Right. Spoilers. No, I don't care. I already. You kidding? Instagram. I already everything. know he's there, but yeah. I don't want to hear nothing else. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's it's fine. It's the reveal that matters. Yeah. Okay. And hearing his voice. I'll uh, I'm gonna look at Loki though, and and because I've heard so many good things, and if you liked it, then I'm gonna try for it. Loki's amazing. Is it? This, All right, this might be out of the three they've released so far. This might be the best one. Nah, it's where, number it's, one. It, got it. it says something when uh, when uh, Falcon Winter Soldier is the worst of the three so far. And that yeah. was good. Yeah, <laughs> but it was still good. Yeah, it was still yeah. good, and it did have its problems, but it was good. But one division I thought was flawless. But uh, Loki seems to be upping that, and uh, we'll see how they carry on with that when we get to by the time we get to What If, and then Ms. Marvel, and all the other goodness I mean, we have coming. I mean, we didn't, you know, we're not going to spend a lot of time with this, but like it did so no. well, they even changed the day it's released because it was like it, it did so well, it shattered. And they don't release numbers because Disney doesn't release numbers, but it shattered numbers to have Loki. Uh, and I think that's just kind of being the anti-hero and Tom Hiddleston himself in the role. Well, um, the, the the release date yeah, I think was just because they didn't want it being released on top of Bad Batch on the same day, but which which is fine because we knew that that was going to happen. But I would think that they have totally different audiences because part of the reason why that my husband didn't really want to watch Loki is because he's like meh about the Marvel universe. He's like, uh, but he is all about Star Wars. Like he has watched everything with Star Wars. He read books about Star Wars. Like that's his universe, and so. I'm guessing, you know, I would think that there wasn't, there wouldn't be a whole lot of overlap between. There, there's more than you think. Batch, there's more than you think, but it, it, it seems to be I have like one question. you, Does you your side more like on one Anderson or the other. Movies? Wes Anderson movies? Um, I don't think he, uh, not really. I don't know. Okay, I was just gonna say if he was really into Wes Anderson movies, just tell him it's a, it's a, it's Wes Anderson like, 
and just pretend, tell him to pretend that Owen Wilson is a, a Wes Anderson Owen Wilson character, and he would have been right on board with it. Because if anybody else is a Wes Anderson you, uh, fan, you guys know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna check. Owen it Wilson out. is right out of a Wes Anderson uh, movie. I like yeah, Hiddleston. I love Tom Hiddleston. I like the character of Loki. I always prefer villains that have like a backstory. I mean, not Cruella Deville because she skins puppies and that's just disgusting. And you cannot Disney. You cannot make me like her. I am sorry. I'm never gonna like Cruella Deville. Hmm. <laughs> it's a reimagining. It's not the same Cruella. It. I don't care if you want to <laughs> skin a puppy. You cannot make that person likable. But she hasn't skinned the puppies yet. I ain't trying to. Yeah. I ain't trying to pay the thirty bucks yet. So <laughs> wait till that's. Free. I still have to. Yeah. No, I still have to. I haven't seen Soul. Like I have to watch Soul, and I, I have to watch uh, Raya. Have and I have Raya? to watch. Uh, no, I haven't Raya watched that. Is so and Luca. Good. I haven't watched. I Luca. haven't watched Luca yet. So Raya is so... free now, right? Yeah, Raya's free. Raya's free. Yeah. Luca's free. Luca's free. Cruella's only when it's not. That's my, be free probably next month or. That's my my plans. Audience. My plans this week are to watch those the movies, to watch Raya, to watch uh, Soul, and to watch Luca. That's my plan. That's my plan. Raya is really good. I'll check it out. That's what I heard. Aquafina is the best. All right, so I think that's gonna do it for this time. We got plenty of content, and it just was like, hey, we haven't talked about this in a while. Let's let's go for it. So on that end, we'll see you later. 